Hi guys, welcome to Sacking Wisdom. Um, we're your hosts, Artem and Alex, and today we're joined with Claudio. Um, Claudio, you're involved in sort of the music industry. Um, you've been doing it for quite a while. You mentioned, but but you don't really tell. But you don't really want to maybe mention too too you know too much to give away your age, right? Because you're <laughs> we're always young, right? So <laughs> young at heart. <laughs> young at young heart. heart. Yeah. So. Um, the reason we brought you on to the show is uh, we feel like we need to talk about all the different industries and music and especially like house music, electronic music is kind of close to my heart. My brother is someone, someone likes it too and uh, he's kind of involved in that so we thought that we'd bring somebody who's sort of known the scene for a long time but also has had a little bit of success and I've one of the things that I noticed is you've uh, recently been signed to, to label in Italy and um, I just want you to talk about sort of you know the the journey that you've had you know over the time and the sort of the struggles that you've had in the maybe in the business and just talk about in the now like what's happening now and um, like what are your like plans to you know how how are you gonna sort of take this more more of like I think maybe that's, maybe it's something that started off as a hobby into maybe like a more of like a professional thing right so. Wow. <laughs> Back in my time, <laughs> long time ago, we used to have these things called... Tr Actually, I love talking these stories. Okay. We're, uh, I, I guess that, that's my cue to just ramble. Yeah, so exactly. I will ramble. Um, I started off, ladies and mooses, um, when I, I started off a long time ago uh, when I was 16. Um, well, even before that, I was in, I was in music, and you had to you had to see. That. I'm going to use this as my pretend piano. Yeah. <laughs> so, my parents got me into piano lessons mm -hmm. a long time ago, and I had this ex Soviet Union piano teacher. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he may, he might still be around. Um, but this guy with a very very heavy accent, he. He would. <laughs> he was very strict to say the least, right? And and and, and this is what got me into music because I'm playing classical stuff, uh, which is the basis for a lot of where people start. And why um, <laughs> why you put your wrist down? Why you put your wrist down? And he put pencils under my face <laughs> to keep my wrists up the whole time. Play ow, you know. So so musically, I started like that. Um, from there, uh, in the band. High school band. No. Um, I started playing brass instruments. Okay. So I had the piano and I had the trumpet. I still have a trumpet at home. My grandmother, um, <laughs> she bought my father a um, an accordion, big old because Italian, Italian people play the accordion. It is beautiful. This accordion, oh, it's, beautiful, yeah. big red. There was no chance I was playing that thing. My father didn't even play that thing. So anyway, I went into brass instruments, but. I found, what I found with my experience was uh, the music, playing the Royal Conservatory and, and, and in the bands was a bit too restrictive for me. Mm -hmm. I, need, I needed something else and I hadn't found it where I was finding it. Until this one day, um, I was introduced to something called house music. Mm -hmm. And I was 16, it was in the night. Can you hear this? <laughs> it was in the 90s. Um, it was in the 90s. When was I 16? It would have been 1984. So you have to imagine the scene back then. Uh, everything was still very analog. Everything was being discovered. Uh, and my first 
turntables were belt driven with a dial. And so industry standard is the Tech 1200s, mm -hmm. right? And there's the Geminis and, and, and the new markets. Actually, I even have a set of Geminis at home. But with the 1200s uh, are, were that standard. Well, I had the Pinto of the 1200s. Mm -hmm. So if the 1200s were a Mercedes Benz, I had the Pinto. I had like, uh, and if, okay, Pinto might, might be a good reference. Um, whatever the crappiest car you can think of in the world, <laughs> that's what I had, okay? And these things had a little dial like this, and, and you couldn't touch it because if you touched it, you know, it would go way off. So boom, 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 right? So with this two-channel mixer that I got from a guy who still, and I still say to this day who I got it from because he's still pretty big in the scene, Toronto scene. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, he was kind enough to give me this, this one mixer and uh, that's how I started spinning. Um, <laughs> and then from there, I went off to university. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't stay in Toronto. Um, I needed to get out of Dodge. So I went to Western, mm -hmm. uh, which for those who don't know is in London, Ontario. Uh, down that way um, and so there was kind of where everything kind of took off for me um, and, 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 and as I started I was introduced to music I was I was you know starting to buy a, I wasn't really sure of a sound mm -hmm. but I just knew what I, I liked mm -hmm. I knew there was two aspects to it um, there was the and, and this a lot of this comes to my personality um, there is the the feel of the music what I like and what moves me, and then there's the business of the music. Uh -huh. And I had, at, right from the beginning, I knew I had to buy the stuff I didn't really like because I'm going to have to play at parties. Uh -huh. I also have to get the stuff I do like because otherwise I'll... Right? So at Western, I ended up meeting um, this guy who ended up being my DJ partner for years. He and I teamed up. And... Did you do like a back-to-back -back thing or like what? Oh, okay. well, we did. Okay. Well, he, he became a bit of a mentor. So I, I okay. really mm -hmm. I met a lot of um, people who taught me mm -hmm. more than I could have ever learned here. Yeah. Um, so, and, and funny enough, next week's episode of my podcast, Tour House Music, <laughs> I'm very familiar with this, um, will be featuring him. Nice. I, I got a nice half hour set from him. Mm -hmm. uh, this week is episode 20, which is two hours long. I nice. But I'm listening to it in the car. <laughs> it's like all the bangers. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway, um, it's the entire time of traffic as I'm driving here. I'm just bouncing. We're actually listening to your podcast uh, last week. We were driving and yeah. it just automatically just came on. I, I connected my Bluetooth because yeah. we were looking at your stuff and it just like out of nowhere. I'm like, wow, nice. So like, it sounds awesome in the car. Yeah. 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 You should definitely download it. Tourhousemusic.com. T-O-R-H-O-S-E like a house. <laughs> music is in well, what we're talking about dot com <laughs> anyway so in, in London right so in London Ontario yeah. so here I am this the, he, he goes by uh, DJ Dre soul now mm -hmm. um, and back then he and another gentleman had well gentlemen for we were kids back then <laughs> they had they had a radio show on the campus uh, a radio station. University like radio station for for, for students. C yeah, yeah, it was yeah. called CHRW. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at, at London. So f there's two 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 schools in uh, at London. There's Western and there's Fanshawe. Both mm -hmm. had radio stations. Uh, the Fanshawe one was geared more towards top forty. Mm -hmm. Ours was a bit more independent and everything. So we got to do. We had artistic freedom 
And this journey that I started with with Dre was interesting because he, you know, he taught me so many things about how to blend music better. Mm -hmm. And he opened up uh, Dave Seaman, uh, Paul Oakenfold. Like he opened That's up different, you know, all yeah. of these different things. But even uh, Richie Hot and John mm -hmm. Ackle, like mm -hmm. really opened up this world to me. Um, and so by kind of following and, and, and learning, um, our show, I say our show because he brought me on board, and we covered, it was a two-hour uh, show called Forces, the DJ Mix Show, <laughs> and it, it was live set, and I'm going to get a bit more theatrical because everything for me is theatrical, um, where we, we were mixing live. So you have to picture there was this big mixing console. It was about 25, 30 channels with all of the buttons and, and everything. It almost looked like a, con a space console. We had to tie in. They had 1200s here, but uh, we had to tie it in with our own mixer into an auxiliary input. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we would be mixing live on the one channel with the uh, ads and, and, and promo spots over here, feeling the phone because it wasn't a producer. And we're just doing this for you know two hours. It's just so much, and the speakers are here. It was a party. Uh, and then we connected with uh, the other DJs, the other DJs in the lineup, there's some hip-hop guys, there's mm -hmm. some rock guys, uh, and then we just would have this party. Um, fast forward a little bit. So we, we really got a groove on, um, and we would, we would sometimes take the two-hour sets and extend it to six hours, and we'd invite DJs. Mm -hmm. And there was local DJs, and, and guys that are still playing today uh, would come on to the show um, we'd had guys from Toronto. We had guys from the States. Like mm -hmm. we'd have some pretty big names come on, mm -hmm. um, and we were put live sets, PA sets, everything. How did you meet your friend though? Like uh, how did you guys? Just because girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it a, is it always a, a woman involved somehow? It's right. Somehow, you know. It, it, <laughs> go figure. I don't talk to her at all. <laughs> and uh, just out of curiosity, if you had tried to do a similar thing in Toronto, do you think you would have had just as much success or just as much exposure, or is it because you think you kind of moved away that sort of allowed you to kind of pursue uh, like additional? I think it did. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I um, I've never really been. Um, I think Toronto is a great place doing some really great things right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that there is a surplus of DJs okay. and I find many DJs are going outside the city mm -hmm. um, to gain popularity and then coming back, mm -hmm. which is one of the things that I am doing, which is why I have, when we talk about future, I've got releases in Italy, in Italy mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm going out to come in. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, and nothing against the Toronto scene because they've got some really great sound systems. They've got some uh, really great parties. A couple of my friends of mine are are working with um, with One Loft right now. They just threw a really nice party, nice. so it's it's some really good stuff. Um, but that yeah, so going out there, I don't think I would have had the same mm -hmm. experience um, and same success as I had in, in, in London. Um, and, and and you know, I was trying to. I had a thought earlier and I completely forgot about it. Um, you know, we were bringing, at that time, we, here's a, 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 the biggest star I saw right now. I met Russell Peters there on the show before. Nice. Because mm -hmm. he, he used to spin hip hop. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because uh, there's so many things that I've learned about him recently. Like he, he used to do, like boxing and stuff like that. Like he's yeah. just like such a diverse person too. Like yeah, it's, yeah, and like, I think it's a Toronto experience. Yeah, I think uh, here you just get that diversity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually, I'm using that as to kind of define how my music style is. It's, mm -hmm. it's based on this, this multiculturalism, this right. diversity that we have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so the show that was kind of the start of it, and then really. From there, uh, we partnered up, started doing mobile DJ stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and he's Ukrainian, so we would do everything from weddings, to, you know, high school dances. <laughs> you, know. you still have to buy all the music you didn't really like, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Oh, it was just. It was, but luckily, at that point, uh, I was starting to get promos in. Mm -hmm. So the promos were uh, were great. Um, making connections with the right. They were hit at the weddings. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, they were a hit. I remember, I remember one year we did um, uh, Ukrainian New Year's, and mm -hmm. I dyed my hair blonde. Just, wow. just, 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 to, just to blend in. <laughs> just to blend in. <laughs> Go figure. Some of them were dark haired, but yeah. anyway, yeah. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so, and and then as I started to gain popularity uh, there. Uh, I would branch out. So I mentioned earlier that I was in, um, and then you were in the, on the other room. Mm -hmm. um, I, I entered in, in London. There's a big fraternal system. Mm -hmm. So like in the states, you got the frat parties. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but in London, you have a pretty big one as well as Toronto. Mm -hmm. So over there, the fraternal system, and back in our day, you you could, you could order kegs, do you remember, uh, and then have them five delivered. Mm -hmm. Use what you have to use, and then go. Uh, not for parties because that doesn't work. And nobody was underage, of course, right? So mm. <laughs> why, why, why would somebody do that, right? I did. Why? <laughs> so anyway, they would have these parties, and I started to become the DJ of choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I wasn't playing the music I wanted to play, but I was still getting the exposure to the stuff, like just getting to the exposure to the crowds mm -hmm. and getting the exposure to get a feel for what people wanted, mm -hmm. and you know. Like, the stuff back then it was just it was like the wild west and a lot of DJs can tell you about it mm -hmm. um, how we used to carry our equipment our speakers our crates of vinyl which you remember is yeah, crates. Course, yeah. like you don't you don't even have room for your hand grips because there's so much vinyl packed in there <laughs> okay this song and going and then and and you know just and you know you'd have breakdance crews uh, dancing to when you threw down the hip-hop and R&B and and mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you don't <laughs> the music back then was a lot better. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm a fan of trap music and, and, and modern hip hop, but the stuff back then was just. It, it made you dance. It made you, you know, it, it, when they started fusing hip hop and R and B and. I think it almost created like a sense of community because it was such a like a like you know like a blend of hip hop and like electronic music that was just sort of starting with a lot of the house stuff from Chicago and yep. it just kind of united people in like a lot of ways, right? Because yep. it. It brought a lot of uh, minorities together. It brought a lot of, you know, people that are sort of kind of felt outside of the scene, right? Of, yeah. of, of like mm -hmm. popular music, yeah. and that sort of allowed uh, the scene to kind of grow because of, you know, that little sense of unity that it had, you know, and then because of that, because of the fusion, I think all the breakdancing and all that stuff that came yeah. about, and it was just a completely different scene back then, right? I mean, like you can't really compare it now. Like I mean, yeah. it's yeah. become so I think in a lot of sense commercialized in a lot of ways, just because it's like a really popular thing. But I still think that it's, as far as like, you know, variety, mm -hmm. electronic music is probably, I, I don't, let's just say house music. I mean, 
it just has such a big diversity and such a big influence on different genres yep. mm. and it's just become like a completely different beast nowadays right so oh absolutely and, and, it, and it touches people in different ways mm -hmm. um, I have people reacting well to one podcast episode mm -hmm. and then well to another one mm -hmm. and, it's, and, and it's just it, it really depends on how it how it speaks to you and, mm -hmm. that, and that's what I found that this entire time back then really helped me because uh, because of the diverse music that I was playing, the diverse styles. Mm -hmm. uh, my radio show, uh, or our radio show, uh, went from house music to drum and bass. Mm -hmm. And in a two hour span, I, for those of you who appreciate house music and DJing, to go from oh, New York, I remember I had one uh, New Yorkian soul, like just to call it 118 beeps per minute or something like that, nice mm -hmm. groovy, house track with you know some some instruments going and and then to start the show with that and end up in drum and bass and jungle by the end of it like, it's just and 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 not with the digital enhancements that we have today because today um if a lot of you listen to the radio and, and you hear remixes some of them are done. We know that the mashups are, are done. Mm -hmm. uh, pre, they're predetermined. Pre mm -hmm. But sometimes some DJs will do them live. And they, they're able to you know, mix songs and you think, well, wait a second, how the heck does that go? Because in normal, uh, normal pitch control, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to do that. It's all computerized. Mm -hmm. So we can... You know. And because of the harmony and all that stuff too, that yeah. it's, it, it has it to sync, right? So it has to flow. Exactly. Like, so right? they can do it now. Back then, mm -hmm. it, you had to gradually bring it up, mm -hmm. and then to drop something in was just constant adjustment. Well, I think there was a lot more of an art to it as well, because you had to be a lot more of a, like a showman as well, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. if you were performing live at a club or elsewhere, right? I think um, with the radio, it was maybe slightly like a different format because you you had to sort of play up to a little bit of like a top forty thing. To mm -hmm. some extent, mm -mm. no, no, not at all. Radio was totally okay. underground. Okay, mm -hmm. completely. Totally how, underground. how do you feel with like CRTC trying to like control the content that, that gets played on on the radio? Like, how does how does that affected the you know the the way that the radio sort of works today? Well, back then, even I, I'm not sure. I haven't been on the radio now, mm -hmm. um, but back then we were very lucky in the sense that um, all we had to do was. Do twenty percent of Canadian content, mm -hmm. which for some genres it's genres genre. <laughs> um, it's difficult for electronic music. It's not, yeah, mm. because there is a lot of good talent. Uh, back then, um, it was just emerging, but a really big source of it was Stickman in mm -hmm. Hamilton. Like yeah, we yeah, have yeah. so much Canadian content, um, and with the guys like John Ackleviva, anything mm -hmm. John's oh, yeah. thing. Hey, CanCon, right? Mm -hmm. So, and and then we would we would sometimes do our own remixes, CanCon, mm -hmm. as long as we and it wasn't as restrictive. We didn't mind it. It's just filling out those forms, which is a pain in the butt. But um, nowadays, what I, what the one thing I find lacking in our city is um, commercial radio geared towards more underground scenes. Mm -hmm. We have them. Uh, but a lot of those, a lot of those stations uh, really just play remixes of popular songs, mm -hmm. mostly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's some of them that are on uh, the campus radio have some good stuff, but the broadcast range isn't as far. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a 905 er I barely get them. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'll tune in, it'll kind of creep in, and be like, oh, it's a genuine, and then 
out. Do you feel like the radio is seen as sort of dying because there's so much, uh, you know, accessibility to a lot of content online that, I mean, mm. if, I mean, even back in the days where we were like, we were talking before we even started taping, like, you know, it's taping stuff off the radio, right? And yeah. like recording yeah. sets and stuff like that. That's, it used to be such a, like, uh, like a thing, right? That you'd, you'd yeah. wait for the time, you'd go on the radio, make yeah. sure that you, you're all set up, you know, like prep it and like start taping something yeah. and recording and then like sharing with your friends and trading tapes. <laughs> it was just like, it's such a like a social thing at the time, right? Yeah, and, really it's, and now it's just like, it's become of like... There's Spotify, Apple yeah, Music, I mean, iTunes, you know, yeah. SoundCloud. In a sense, it's great that there's so much, you know, availability of what you actually want to listen to and yeah. it allows you, I think, to explore a lot more. Absolutely. Than just you know like the the whatever the show that was on like at eleven o'clock at night right or at one o'clock in the morning. Well, well, yeah, because they, and they and they say that you, you listen to a radio station for maybe five six minutes mm -hmm. max. I, I really don't know how they stay in, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, come summertime, I listen on Sundays to the Cavana mix mm -hmm. all the time, nice. and I can I can let that thing go pretty much for the three hours or four hours because mm -hmm. it's. It's, it's something to still look forward. Some, and maybe yeah. it's because yeah. we're older and um, used to that kind of stuff. Gone to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, where were we? No, I, I, you were just telling. I think you were, you were still talking about um, back then. They being uh, in fraternity and. Uh, oh, that's so that yeah. market. Yeah, was yeah. Doing all the parties. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and what was good about those types of parties was. Um, they allowed you a bit more artistic freedom than you would think mm -hmm. because the, ki the kids were, uh, they wanted to hear whatever made uh, the people that, like, uh, obviously there would be alcohol involved, but then, but they would start off, they want to hear the popular stuff, but as the night went on, I found that I was going into really deeper house and, mm -hmm. and really grooves and I find they tend to be a bit of more of a grassroots mm -hmm. and it reminded me of the old raids that we mm -hmm. used to have. But at the time, at the time that I was doing it, those old rays were happening. So it was kind of it was the, the cool thing to do. And then when, when Toronto brought in all those laws with control and like you know shutting down like public you know yeah. play of music and stuff like that, that's it's it's really changed the scene. And yeah, and you know there's some of the things that happened with some of the clubs and all the craziness that sort of came along with that. It's it's. I think Toronto scene has evolved so much. I I don't really know enough about it now. Yeah, I'm just it's just because I haven't really been. I don't know, clubbing in like years, but I still kind of follow a lot of the artists and I, I think that's, it's obviously, it's always evolving, right? I mean, remember like when jungle scene used to be huge in Toronto and yeah. when you'd have all these MCs and like the thing about the Toronto scene was that you'd always ha hear MCs, you know, over the top of, of the jungle music, right? Whereas like now it's, I'm sure it's evolved into something else, right? So it's... Yeah, See, but, I haven't seen the jungle yeah. music in a while yeah. I, and I don't hear MCs a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing, I, you know, I notice uh, the sound well, the sound systems have gotten a lot better. Uh, the sound mm -hmm. systems are ridiculous. The, the, I find clubs are really investing in that now mm -hmm. um, because they want the purity. Uh, they want a clearer sound going through. Um, they are, you know, they're playing within the rules because I mean, it's the city is making it very difficult mm -hmm. to do that. But they're getting around. They're getting around it pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got a couple places that'll be open before five in the morning at least. You know something, sure. Um, something like that, and then they have those day festivals like uh, Veld and, mm -hmm. and the rest mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I find that caters more to an EDM culture than anything else. Yeah, but EDM is almost like um, 
commercialized beast that they're trying to promote to younger generations. That's really what it sounds like. I mean, it's it's the trance. Yeah, it's the, it's yeah. the euro. It's, yeah. it's it, it changes, it changes uh, names mm-hmm. every so mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's the same yeah. idea, right? right. And exactly. now is it called Jack and House, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 the mashups and. Um, it's funny to my to my buddy. I'll send him um, samples of songs, and, and I'll say to him, "Hey, by the way, you're gonna hear this on the radio in the summer. You're gonna hear this on the radio yep. in the summer, right? Because mm-hmm. I've got act, like ha- having access to them in advance. Mm-hmm. I already can have the ear to know. Okay, this will be there. This will be there. This will be there. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I, you know, there there's good things happening. It's just when they took out our ability to have those parties, um, it did diminish. A little bit it made mm-hmm. it those parties made us a bit more of a community um, those parties while there was a, a, a narcotic element to it mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that was the main focus I know it wasn't for me mm-hmm. but maybe I'm just but I, I, I think that's um, there's a lot of people that get into it for the music there's others obviously that just do just want to do it for the party factor more, <laughs> yeah, more so right yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's always been kind of a fusion of those things right but mm-hmm. I think the, the roots of it always stemmed in 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 the culture and like you know the the unity of people you know trying to come together and just have like a really good time and I mean like if and, and I, the beautiful thing yeah. is you can be yourself there that was the one beautiful yep. thing is mm-hmm. like you know one no one judged you for anything. Mm-hmm. You you went there, and you know I, I really admired the people who would go there just get lost. And like the whole plur thing, I remember like the beast love you and your respect thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's all. Yeah. It, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just you know I myself personally, I would go to a party and I'd be planted in front of a bass bin and just in my zone. I didn't need to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Just there I am listening. So yeah, and 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 you know. I still like when I go to parties. Uh, now I'm just doing the same thing. I'm just listening and just getting into it, like just mm-hmm. zoning myself out. That's mm-hmm. it. So, but yeah. So that uh, that was kind of my experience back then. Is mm-hmm. is it got really busy. But then what I found was it kind of it was taking me in a direction I didn't want to go. Um, I was doing starting to dabble in remixing. Um, I actually won a, a contest. One, I was one of the four winners on the contest for a Canadian label called Network. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually heard of it. I remember yeah, it. they're yeah, from yeah. Out, out yeah, in Vancouver. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sarah McLaughlin was on that. That's no, right. Then, like, TS did some, some remixes or something. Delirium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Delirium. Yeah. Oh, all, yeah. The, all the, like, yeah. BT. Yeah. Like, all of those. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, BT for sure. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> it was it was, it was was one of those things. So, I you know, I, I entered it because I was getting all their promos. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was when they were trying to make, when they were making the transition from vinyl to CD. So all the promos started coming out on a CD. I'm like, what the hell is this? I don't want CDs. I want vinyl. <laughs> but um, but there's definitely been an evolution with the, the way that the music has been, you know, yeah. sort of um, the way you transport it, the way you play it now. It's it's it, it, the, the art of the actual DJ is sort of yeah. fading out a lot of the ways. I mean, I, in a sense, it, it's kind of if you're like a you know world world renowned DJ and you travel a lot, it's it's a pain, it used to be a pain in the ass when you arrive at the airport and you lose all your vinyls, right? Or yeah. you know, like yeah. when you had to like drag like three or four different crates of vinyl just you know to to make sure that you play all the new stuff and all the old school stuff that nobody remembers anymore, right? And just just to make yourself mm-hmm. diverse and yeah. to make yourself sound different. But I I think that it's evolution is good, but uh, it it definitely I think is 
allowed some of the element of like uh, you know the artistic side of it. I agree. And like the performance side of it as well. I think that it's it's kind of changed the, the way things are done as well. So no, I agree. Um, I find um, I'm not. I I I've, I've seen some DJs that uh, are, are a bit too serious, mm -hmm. too focused on the technical aspect mm -hmm. of making sure. Well, you know. I gotta get the bass down a notch. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. All right, now we gotta do this. Okay, okay. And it's, it's taking out the the flair of it all, the performance of it all, the enjoyment mm -hmm. of it mm -hmm. all. Because mm -hmm. I think the DJ's gotta be the first one enjoying it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's it's almost like um, because I used to like dabble in like working kitchen and stuff like that. So I like I, I've studied with some chefs and uh, whatnot before. So one of the things that they've always told me is if you are not in a good mood, your food will taste like shit. Like it, yeah, it, sure. it won't be good, right? So. You have to be almost like it's almost like you're you're sharing your mood or like your Absolutely. your feelings with, with the rest of the crowd, right? If you're, I mean, it's it sounds kind of cheesy, but at the same time, it, it's kind of true. It's absolutely yeah. true. I mean, my I, mood always yeah, reflects yeah. in my sets. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and sometimes you, you can be like really upset, yeah. but then you can still like really have like a really hard driven set, right? But at the same yeah. time, it can still be, sound good. But it's it's just it, it's not quite the same, right? It's, it's just something missing, some some element that is it's just not there. Absolutely. But I think that's it's sort of always true. Maybe even a lot of a lot of different artistic, I think, expression. Yeah. It could be of like you know, whether it be like cooking or it could be art or you know painting or the singing or something like that, right? It's it's always just it's one of those things that always needs to be present. It's almost like you're you're like sharing a little piece of yourself with with the, you, with the people, right? Or the people that are. You know they're consuming your art and speaking of consumption like how do you how do you sort of combine the two things where you know you have the appeal that you're trying to get across to people but at the same time also trying to kind of keep your integrity to some extent of yourself as an artist and you know doing the stuff that you actually like but also maybe <laughs> this is the question <laughs> it's a loaded question that's right it is well to be honest back back when I was younger um, I got to the point where uh, I was questioning that exact same thing mm -hmm. because I think I honestly think it's one of those questions that all the different artists really struggle with yeah and, and a lot of ways it, it's not really specific even to to music or DJing or production or anything like that it's, it's, it's more, one of those like you know like one of those like lines do you like do you go this way do you go that way like do you stay in the middle like you know kind of well see for me it was it was a pivotal moment <laughs> life changing <laughs> life changing it actually was a life changing the thing was it was a life changing moment because so at the time I was pursuing the money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to make money because I had to make money I had to get a lot of gigs and, and, and everything and the day that I recorded, I burned a CD, not MP3, I burned a CD of a set, yep. played it in a club without even touching, going anywhere near the booth. And, oh, I was in the booth, but I was just kind of mm -hmm. sitting back. And the people danced for an hour, and it wasn't house music or anything, it was the hip-hop R&B, whatever I had to play to get the people mm -hmm. dancing. Mm -hmm. That was the moment I, I realized, okay, I need to reset this. Yep. Because I'm not happy with that. I think there's a, there were a lot of DJs that actually got caught doing that, right? That oh, yeah. back then in the days, because it's just like you know it's the same stuff over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Because music wasn't filtering quickly mm -hmm. enough, it wasn't updating quickly enough. Mm -hmm. um, at least for me, it wasn't because 
I back then, I don't know if you remember, there used to be almost a delay, a five six month delay, between music coming across the pond. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Right. So, uh, for those of you who don't, uh, <laughs> I t I'm looking at myself. Eurodance and all that stuff, like oh. So <laughs> stuff across the pond, meaning it could be in Europe mostly, because this is the stuff I, I was uh, dealing with. The uh, most amazing songs would come out in Europe. And we would be there visiting. It's like, a per okay, perfectly good house song, which is popular now. Mm -hmm. uh, well, was popular. Spiller, Groove Jet. Mm -hmm. Remember that song? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That it's song a classic, comes right? in. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But when it came out and I heard it in England, I was like, damn. Right? So I was like, I need this song. So I went to the record store and I got it. It was only two, three pounds. Mm -hmm. Like, great. I got the 12 inch. I'm going to bring it back home. Nobody. They're like, what is this? I want to hear Barbie Girl. I want to hear, I'm like, get out of here. So, no offense to Barbie Girl. But, you know, it's just, that's what got me. And it was like, okay, so there's this delay. There still is a delay. Like, oh, it, there's going to yeah. be a lag. Um, and I'm experiencing it now because uh, I have access to promos. I have access to new releases. Mm -hmm. I have access to stuff that's not going to be released for a while. Mm -hmm. And I get excited about it. And I put it on my show. Mm -hmm. And then I realize it's still not where it's going to be, it's still right. growing, so I have to play it more and more. <laughs> and it's funny, I think sometimes you you find like a really, like like a, a gem of a track, right? Mm -hmm. And you might play it, and you think that it's gonna blow up and it's gonna become huge, and it never does. Like it's That too. And then like, but then it sort of becomes like one of your secret weapons too, that you can use on like, you know, some, some of the special it. sets, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I absolutely. mean, it's, it's almost like your, your special song, right? That you, absolutely. you, you, you can, you can uh, sort of, you know, use it for, for your advantage too, to some extent, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you that there was definitely a delay, and I think that it's still kind of happening in, in some of the music as well. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's probably not as as relevant nowadays because you can just go online and you can you can do everything really online. Yeah. I mean, and maybe talk a little bit more about the evolution of you know with with your podcast and be like doing stuff online as well. Like, how did you evolve into that kind of spectrum as well with with time and? Well, that's the thing. So I took a break for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, because really, obviously, you know, life happens. Um, it may surprise you to think that I have kids, <laughs> but I have kids. <laughs> so, you know, I did the family thing and the divorce thing, and I've got two sons, um, and I've tried to get them to DJ, mm -hmm. uh, but they're not, they're not there yet. They're, they're still young, but I have everything for them. Guys, if you see this, I have everything for you. <laughs> uh, you will be cool as DJs and tell No, actually, to think about it, it's cool because, you know, this this is probably going to be on YouTube for the next 10, 15 years, right? I yeah. mean, there you go. Your kids can come back and watch this, and it's, it's going to be like, you know, a little piece of history to, to some extent. So I have turntables for you. That's why he came. That's why he came <laughs> on the show. That's why he's here. <laughs> I actually had to borrow. I bought my son. Uh, uh, a little new market intro. Nice, thing. okay. Yeah. But I'm going to, uh, we'll talk about where I'm going, but I'm mm -hmm. going to Europe um, in May, and so I need something to bring with me so I can at least play while I'm there because mm -hmm. it could be a while uh, just from my, my bedroom. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I life you, happened. Yep. I took a break. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I played clubs here and there. I was on a ticket uh, a couple years back. Well, so where it really got going was um, when I when my ex and I split and we're amicable so there's no drama or anything drama um, <laughs> <laughs> that was when I bought 
uh, Final Scratch, Serato's yeah, Final yeah, Scratch. Yeah, okay. And the funny part about me buying it then was I remember when Richie Houghton and John Apoviva were introducing it. It, it was just like mm -hmm. a new thing that, that everybody it was going to re revolutionize the Absolutely. industry and everybody mm -hmm. was doing it. And all the magazines were, were publishing all the you remember? Know, and yeah, we were doing so. the thing on our radio yeah. show. We were talking to, yeah. I think we were talking to uh, John. I'm kind of envious because I really wanted to get those and I, I never did actually. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> we, were, we were like, no, no way. This is going to happen, right? Well, it happened. And uh, so I bought that and I started to get my back into it, get my heart back into it. Um, and then back to the fraternity scene. So there was a year I was, I'm an alumni, uh, there was a year uh, I was helping the chapter here in Toronto and the chapter in, in London. Uh -huh. And um, I ended up playing some of their parties with, uh, not with my Serato, but I bought the Tractor S4. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. my mixer, God, bless that little thing. It lasted me 20 years. This big board, analog board, and then it developed a hum in it. I still haven't figured out how to get rid of the hum because I'm going to get rid of the hum because I want that mixer back because uh, I want to do analog sets. It says Newmark, right? No, it was oh, okay. uh, Roland DJ oh, Roland, okay. Oh, nice. Oh, wow, wow. With a nice okay. little... That, that's like a really classic one too. That, that's a, yeah. <laughs> I'm classic now. I'm classic. <laughs> I, I, I used to have a Vestax uh, mixer. Oh, no, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like, like one of the ones I think uh, Carl Cox used for like techno and stuff like that. Mm. I used to have a pair of uh, Stanton Straits 100s. No. Yeah. But I, uh, with time, I, I kind of passed them on and I do still have a lot of vinyl myself. I probably have maybe 600, 700 pieces of vinyl nice. at home. So, but. Uh, I've tried to only like to hold on to the stuff that I actually kind of want to listen to, mm -hmm. and I've actually tried to dabble into, to try to order some music a little while ago um, from some of the uh, record labels in UK, like Juno, like like all those places yeah. that yeah. you can get some really good vinyl. And I, I try to get back into into the scene, but it's, it's become like so big and so diverse, and it's kind of cool that there's so much music coming out at the same yeah. time, but it, mm -hmm. it's hard to keep up. It's, it's so, it's, yeah, it's, it's so difficult. That's why I just, I just said to myself, you know, I need to like focus on some other things in my life right now. So, but it's, it's always kind of on the back burner. It's, it's always one of those, those things that I, when I really get into it, it's almost like a little bit of an obsession, right? So Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's just, and that was the yeah. thing is once, mm -hmm. once, it, once the, the, the tap opens up, mm -hmm. um, I found I was starting to make sets again and my sets were good. And, and because no longer am I using my vinyl, I'm using digital. Mm -hmm. And I can put more stuff on and I can get fresher tracks and I can, I can do stuff and manipulate it in more of an artistic way than I could with the vinyl. Mm -hmm. um, because vinyl, for example, <laughs> when, um, okay, you have to imagine when we were doing um, radio spots for our show back then, we would use the reel-to-reel, -reel, the ribbons. It was big reel-to-reel. -reel. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the really old school stuff. Really old school yeah. stuff. And when you want to Late edit the 80s, ribbon, early 90s. <laughs> you have to cut the ribbon, yep. tape it, and then that's it. like you cut and paste mm -hmm. and everything. Mm. That was the original cut and paste. So, and, and when you wanted a, the record to spin backwards, you do one of two, one of a few things. One, you just, you, you turn it off and then just spin that way. Mm. Or if you wanted to keep it consistent in the mix, <laughs> you take the reel-to-reel -reel locking mechanism, put it on the turntable, flip the needle, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. bring it in, and then the the record would play backwards for you as you're trying. That'd be your third record as you're mixing two sounds, and you have that thing going backwards. You can and then go. I think really probably one of the best DJs that that can probably mix like five different tracks together is Carl Cox. Absolutely, I, I, he's I, he's definitely the master of that. Oh yeah, and like uh, I I remember. 
reading somewhere like one of his interviews and like somebody came up to him and they're like what track are you playing he's like he's like all of these yeah <laughs> he's like all five they're like what and like it's like you, he can create like you can create your like your own music on the spot absolutely where it's like you know it's something that's never been heard before and from a mix of three different or four or five different you know records at the same time well it's the beauty of techno yeah. music yeah. you you have that you know you, you it's a bit more uh, the structure of the music mm -hmm. allows for it, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, whereas more of, in, in my case, tend to be the tech house, the minimal, mm -hmm. the house, because of the insertion of the vocals, it makes it, I find it a bit more difficult to, to, to get up to five. Sure. But at the same time, yeah, that it's it's that's the thing. Uh, I, I, I Another inspiration would be Bad Boy Bell, if you ever mm -hmm. heard yeah, him. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, that guy's like a hip-hop DJ, yeah. but he's spinning hard house. It's, Amazing. I remember stuff. him uh, watching him in, in Toronto. I think um, right in front of um, the mayor's office, they used to like throw all, like uh, those parties. Like it was like an annual thing too, and I think they did it like three years in a row, yeah. where they had a whole bunch of DJs like just playing a, a, like like in the middle of, um, of the square, yeah, yeah, in front of the city hall. It was it was, yeah. it was like one of those things that was just it was just like you know <laughs> so cool. It, it almost seemed like the scene became almost like mainstream to some extent, but. Yeah. It wasn't still like it was just I don't know it was just a like a really happy time for me I remember yeah back in the days yeah yeah back in the day <laughs> <laughs> back in the day so yeah uh, so I so, guess with the evolution of, of everything going online and you doing a podcast obviously now right so is well it, that's yeah. that's kind of where I was kind of going with it is just as I started making so things just kind of happened which I'm still trying to process mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it was coming from um, only a couple of years ago now, a year and a half ago, where I was making sets for traveling. I always mm -hmm. made sets for traveling. Mm -hmm. And people hearing them were saying, hey, wait a second, this is actually really good. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was in Italy um, a couple of years, a couple of winters back. And well, it actually started from. It started from f four years ago, where I'm just trying to redefine myself as a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when you get to our age, you tend to life experience happens, you know. And I was getting tired of. I kept seeing people my age and younger pass away, mm -hmm. and you know we we run all around, and life is so short. It really is so short. And every time we go to a funeral, oh, life's short life's short, we have to keep living, and the next day you could go back to what you're doing. Well, it's this culmination of, you know, losing people, um, uh, seeing progress in children, seeing progress in life, seeing what's important, mm -hmm. day job, getting yelled at for nothing, and you're like, well, what the hell? Mm -hmm. uh, am I allowed to say hell? Yeah, you can, yeah, you can swear you can do whatever Hell yeah! <laughs> so that kind of happened. And then the inspiration came when I was in Italy. Mm. And I thought, well, wait a second. And, and, and uh, this is something I can actually do. Why don't mm -hmm. we try it? Uh, so my partner and I, uh, she kind of gave me the inspiration. Um, and uh, 15 years from now, I don't know if we're still going to be partners, but you know. At the time, you know, we were... We when you're, you're re-watching re this video, you mean, right? Well, when... <laughs> <laughs> we were, we're, 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 we're kids, right? now. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, come stai? <laughs> uh, anyway, the point was, this, this, this person kind of 
gave me, kind of put the thoughts, thoughts in my mm -hmm. head that mm -hmm. maybe this could be something interesting. And then it's it basically it's a bunch of seeds that happen. And then what I've learned over time is no one can do things on their own at all. Mm -hmm. You try and it's, you're not getting anywhere. So I reached out to a marketing company on Instagram because mm -hmm. to be honest, um, social media now, it's a little harder for us to process, mm -hmm. I find, because it's just, really, do people do this? You know, taking selfies, mm -hmm. uh, being comfortable in front of a camera enough to talk to a camera and just kind of... But you, you, don't wanna, you, know you know what's funny now? I, I think it's, it's almost like we're, we're becoming our parents to some extent. It's like, oh, this younger generation, what the hell are they doing? Like, you know, like, mm, and it's, al it's always the yeah. older generation that always judges the younger one. Because and they're like, I would never do this. Like, <laughs> why, why, like, why the hell are they sharing, like, their pictures of everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, exactly. well, why are they doing this? Like, they're so yeah. narcissistic. Like, you know, it's... Well, see, I grew up in a house where <laughs> my father was taking pictures and videos of everything. So yeah. I'm already yeah. used to this okay, stuff. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Right? I just don't understand... And I didn't understand. So I reached out to a marketing company. I said, look, um, this is my dream. Mm -hmm. I tried it on my own back then. And I didn't get as far as I wanted to go. So what do I do? And it happens to be that my my marketing, the marketing company was, uh, you know, one of them was a DJ and, and fairly successful. And, 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 and the two of them kind of sat down with me. And we came up with a game plan. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, uh, now I'm actually starting to make an imprint. Now I've got uh, songs signed. Now I've got a, 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 a podcast. And the podcast was always m my intention to get back onto the radio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The best part about my podcast, in my opinion, is the absolute freedom to do whatever the heck I want. Mm -hmm. I went with heck. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it's, and, and every week, this is my podcast. I'm going to play whatever the heck I want. Mm. Heck again. Um, and, and, and I enjoy it. it. It's long hours. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, and you think, why is it long hours? Well, every day while I'm working, I'm listening to music. And I'm downloading new music. And it is overwhelming because uh, I think I'm doing two, three gigs a week. And I... I that does well, you have, you have to find those little gems that you can pick out and that, mm -hmm. that can sort of reflect a little bit of you that, Absolutely. that you can project onto others, right, to, to allow to share that, that with them. Well, but here's and, the thing. and I think that, that that's one of the things that for me maybe was why I sort of stopped going to the clubs because I think after a while it's just you go into a club and like a lot of the times you felt like the DJ wasn't really playing what you kind of wanted to hear at all. Yeah. And like it, it just... After well, a while, because like if you were if you dug deep enough, I think into the music, yeah. you were kind of exposed to so much different content, and it's like you know you you can appreciate them playing what they're playing, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like like the whole like, like customization aspect of it comes in, right? And like yeah. that's where the sort of internet started taking over and becoming like almost like a revolutionary thing where it allowed people to just kind of have you know a, a bigger grasp on things really so, absolutely right so and I, and I really find the importance um, there's a couple there's there's a couple of styles of doing it and when I was younger I would do the second style which I don't really appreciate as much and it didn't really get me far is DJs just playing the songs um, because this is a hot song this is a hot mm -hmm. song mm -hmm. but there's no structure to it and I didn't understand the wisdom of that mm -hmm. until now. Like Paul Oakenfold or something like somebody like that. No, it's not that. Not necessarily naming anyone per se. It's mm -hmm. just 
uh, I was at a party a few weeks back and I got to see uh, how other DJs spin mm-hmm. and it made me actually more confident in my style mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of my radio background because of because when I and even when I do my podcast um, it one of the things the benefits of it is I practice organizing it in a way that things have to grow right you can't just go boom doom do like oh this song's hot oh this song's hot yay 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 no you gotta you gotta build up right you can't just and have bangers all across the you know the, the, yeah. you can do bangers yeah. but if you're building up banger 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 yeah. but it build up bangers mm-hmm. fair enough <laughs> build up bangers if that, if that even the terminology <laughs> I don't know but uh, but that's the thing is I've started to appreciate and I can appreciate when DJs are doing that um, and it's funny I, I was listening um, someone commented uh, actually someone commented when because uh, I had one one of the record labels I signed a song to mm-hmm. actually reached out to me first and they commented that they could tell uh, my old school style mm-hmm. in the new stuff mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the way that I picked my songs and I've noticed that too because um, I, I honestly I just feel like a little bit of like more like a techie kind of uh, like background in a lot of the stuff that you do mm-hmm. even though like I, I know that you you try to maybe infuse and bring back a little bit of uh, maybe like a, like a little bit more of like an old school like house sound yeah, to some extent yeah, yeah. just because I, I think of the roots and the exposure that you've had before but I, I can totally sense that too and that, that, that really comes across so that curiosity like yeah. with the network stuff right with that label yeah. did you ever get published did they, they publish oh yeah they stuff? published the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder and, so I had a few different DJ names which mm-hmm. I'm not repeating um, it's a secret. It's not that it's a secret. It's just kind of <laughs> it's 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 a whole bunch of inside jokes that no one's gonna get and and, and everything. But uh, it's the growth. It's the prog- progression, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but the, the the one song that I got published, my first song that I have published, which is just sitting in a in a little display case on a CD, is under DJ C, um, because I for all my creativity and for all of my uh, ability to mix, remix, produce, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me figure out names for myself. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. So, uh, whatever. So, back then, I, I made this breakbeat remix of a song. Mm-hmm. And they published it. And I won, I won a little piece of software called Dr. Sample. I, I think I've heard of it, too. And I've never used it. <laughs> I literally have it in the box fresh. So maybe you should open it up and start making tracks with it and then make, it, make it sound really old school. <laughs> the problem is I, I, I have to find the, uh, s- uh, the storage, the memory storage, mm-hmm. because I don't know mm-hmm. if they make those anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that, there's been so much of a progression, I think, with so many different pieces of, of equipment that have, mm-hmm. yeah. have been released over yeah. time. And uh, there have been some, I think, pretty incredible ones, maybe that have been released maybe a little too early for its time as well. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And, and uh, but, but yeah. So now it just becomes one of those museum pieces because mm-hmm. it's still in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So the podcast uh, for me allows me that freedom of expression. That really and allows people to hear me mm-hmm. uh, uh, more than just one set that I send in an EPK, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm working on my EPK right now. Nice. I just got the draft for it. Um, so, yeah, that's the... And, and, and I guess the one thing is... Uh, the one thing I didn't have before that I have now is the money to invest. 
-hmm. because this ultimately this comes to the business side of things and the business side of things is this is an investment kids right you've got to invest in your music you got to invest in your equipment you've got to invest and if you think that um, it's not an investment you got to invest into your brand and the way you the promote branding. Your, and the way you promote mm -hmm. yourself what you put out there what, in Absolutely. terms of content and the mm -hmm. things that you create Absolutely. because social media I mean as much as maybe like our, our generation might not like it as much because it, it feels kind of a little bit like you know but that's the key. silly but it's it's here to stay it's not going away no not at all yeah. it might evolve over time but i, I think it's 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 going to stick around for a long absolutely. time absolutely yeah. and, and i had to invest in in understanding social media and I had to invest in help with that because i can't do it all myself and you won't be able to do it all yourself um you just reminded me someone from detroit wants to collaborate damn it Okay. So, um, should reach out to them, do it, man. Oh, no, no, I, I've been in contact yeah. with him. He's a young kid. Um, okay. I just haven't had time to, to make something with him. But I'll, I'll so, when you watch the video, you can remember again. I'll remember it again. <laughs> Claudio, <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th that's kind of the thing. The podcast is giving me that freedom. Yeah. And then these label things was just, it happened very quickly. Um, you know, you, you send out, so first I released. Um, Don's dub. So there's uh -huh. a there's one EP called the Don's EP, uh -huh. uh, which is available for free download. ClaudioFeroneDJ.com on Instagram at ClaudioFeroneDJ. Um, there's a the links in there. Thank goodness for Linktree. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I know. Wow, <laughs> wow. Because um, Instagram, that just that one URL, right? It's yeah. it's, it's, oh. a, it's a pain in the butt. Like why? It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, and and then you know in terms of branding. I had uh, the podcast brand, once, once I saw the actual branding for the podcast logo, mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this is actually going to happen. And then you have to work on your own logos too. And I went uh, and got those done, uh, which I have to put onto a hat still, because when I go to Europe, I want my logo, boom. And it's important to self-advertise. Um, and then, so Don's Dub uh, was a single, which I turned into an EP by sampling uh, a vocal from a, this I, I can't remember the name of the track it was uh, Jason Alexander and uh, uh, not Jason Alexander excuse me um, wow brain fart <laughs> anyway you're getting old man <laughs> my, you know what it's going to bother me I'm going to look it up do it yeah, so, do it um <laughs> it's really bothering me right now. <laughs> Can you believe this? Make stuff? some notes. Make Collaboration some notes. with Detroit. <laughs> no, no, no. That that I'll remember. It's, yeah. it's still on my thing. It's just um, I, I have to follow my own link tree <laughs> in order to remember, in order what, to remember what, what, which which track you sampled. Oh, it's uh, there. We go down ZP. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, but anyway, so I went there. Um, it's called Don's First Time. Ah, Jason Jinx and Paul Alexander. Thank okay. you. There we go. Okay. There we go. So, I, and, and to be honest with you, it's 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 not for sale because I really didn't get the permission for it. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. I just took it, put it on because it sounded good. Uh -huh. And then here it's for free, my own little remix. And then uh, I reached out to a bunch of labels. I had uh, three other songs, uh, and Stereophonic picked up three of them uh, yes, okay. very quickly. Yeah. I was pretty shocked about it. I think they're coming out in June. Uh, waiting for the artwork, mm. uh, and then uh, I was approached uh, through Instagram mm -hmm. by someone who asked about the Dawn EP, and um, and uh, she says she was the A and R at, at OPN Music. Mm -hmm. uh, hi, Christine. Uh, 
and um, you know she's similar. Uh, she was the one who's noticed the sound and the quality. She's she's from our generation, mm -hmm. and um, she asked about Don's, and then she said, "Well, if you have other stuff, you know, send it our way." So that's where Yak Trippin came in, and I said, "Okay, well, I'm working on something. Mm -hmm. Have a listen." And uh, Jean at uh, what are you? What, what sort of soft software do you use to uh, to create your music? I'm on FL Studio. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Bit of an I've had. I've used everything from Cubase to Reason to, mm -hmm. uh, I have Ableton, I just, I, I, I like the intuitiveness of FL, mm -hmm. um, maybe it might change, I don't know, we'll see. It, it sounds like you're having, you know, a bit of like a, like a renaissance almost, right, with, yeah. with, with, with your, uh, with your passion that you've had before. It, but, it, but this opened up, the, yeah. and, and it's just coming, it's moving in a direction with focus and with, um, assertiveness mm -hmm. now. Um, Maybe it's for the better too, because you, you can probably appreciate it a lot more too. And like absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that if you were younger, maybe you would have just taken it for granted, maybe to some extent, right? So, yeah, I would have him and in hot, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and you know, I've got lots of time, lots of time, lots of time. Mm -hmm. Well, now this is my chance, and I'm not messing around. I almost slipped. I almost slipped and added an F word in there <laughs> to accentuate the point, but I didn't. PG. PG thirteen. <laughs> PG. <laughs> so yeah, um, that, that, that's really awesome. Man. I'm really yeah. really happy for you. That that's, that's I amazing. It, thanks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just progressing. And uh, in May, I'm heading out. Uh, I'm heading out to Italy. Luckily, with my job, my day job, I can work remotely. Mm -hmm. um, the beautiful thing about working in Europe, your day job here is you get to sign in at two o'clock. In the afternoon, mm -hmm. beautiful, <laughs> right? Because it's eight o'clock here, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is perfect. Uh, and they don't eat dinner there until ten o'clock anyway, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like win-win. <laughs> it works out, works out perfectly. <laughs> I get thirty-six hours somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna go there. I'm going to Ibiza. Uh, I want to try to get there for the uh, the International Music Summit, mm -hmm. but I uh, will be getting there just as it ends. I'll be there for the opening parties, and I'm trying to network. And try to get some gigs out there because mm -hmm. I never spun in Europe. Mm -hmm. I've spun in North America, but not there. Mm -hmm. Well, with your exposure now, I think probably through through the label in in Italy, I think you you probably have a lot more of a chance to to get into you know into that Sleep. into that sphere into that scene, mm -hmm. right? So, but definitely, I think that you obviously you know have the the talent that's labels obviously recognize by signing you. So yeah, it's you know. It's all or nothing, right? Just go, just go for it. It's all or yeah, nothing, yeah, exactly. and that's the thing right now. It's mm. all or nothing. That's that's amazing. I'm I'm mm. really happy for you. I think that it's it's incredible that you were able to, you know, almost like reinvent yourself by taking that old identity and maybe making it into something else a little bit, but also allowing yourself to kind of grow and appreciate the process. That's right. So yeah, it's it's, it's pretty incredible. I, um, as far as like the, you know the the stuff on the internet, I mean, do you? Do you feel that um, it's it's kind of changed the music industry in, in the way you, you know that's things are happening now and you know for somebody just just starting out I think that it, it like you know just like you if somebody starts a podcast it's I think it's a lot more of a, a chance for them to try to get their you know their, their stuff out there as well right absolutely so, so yeah. I mean people have now have these tools that uh, they're you know at their hands that they, they can utilize to try to make you know a name for themselves and it can give them so much more exposure than for somebody that you know 
even for for somebody like you when you say you just started out with like fraternities right and doing yeah. those parties yeah. so that that in itself is sort of one of the the things that people need to realize is if you're trying to get into that industry yeah. it's you ha you guys really have all the tools that you're exp you know Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all that's anything that you really wanted to, you, you can probably implement it. And if you really wanted to reach out to a label and DM them and like, you know, try to even see if they'd be interested in listening to your stuff or you know, it's yeah, it, it's so much smaller. Yeah, now. it's so much yeah. so much yeah. easier to network. And yeah. even with you being able to, you know, take your daytime job and you know, work remotely and then go off and like play a gig or something like that, it it gives you the the ability to sort of enjoy much more of your life right and yeah. mm -hmm. even though it does make the the world a little bit smaller i think it in a sense it allows a little bit more of a freedom for people to kind of pursue Absolutely. their passions right and even for you know somebody like who's who's an artist mm -hmm. to try to kind of to follow their passions a little bit more right and, and the ability for them to kind of pursue their the things that they do it i really just think all it is is just putting in the time and the effort mm -hmm. and sharing your creativity with other people and allow you know that to kind of speak for itself also i think so yeah. I, and i think you just have to be you got to be you. you 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 can't be mm -hmm. anyone else mm -hmm. um you know if i don't go anywhere with this at all i i, I believe um, you will i, but, I, I truly do, do, do but believe if that. i don't all i i can feel confident in knowing that i've whenever like even when i do silly things um like a live Instagram show. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I try to reach through the camera and connect to people because I just want to connect with people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you just, we're, we're, in a, we're in an age where people are so disconnected that we have the ability to, to connect, mm -hmm. but we just connect in a different way. I agree, and, 100%. You know, yeah. and, and that's, that's the one thing I like about this is once you have the tools, for me, the podcast, I have um, people that'll listen to it on before they go out. Or I have people that'll listen to it while they're cleaning. I have people. I uh, I have a friend who's a yoga instructor who used one of my songs in a Instagram video post. I have no problems with that. I'm like, go ahead, let's mm -hmm. share. Let's let's grow together. Mm -hmm. um, let's have fun together. Because really, in the end of the day, we're here once. Sure, mm -hmm. of course. I not not getting into a religion at all. I'm not going to start talking about reincarnation or anything like that. No, no. none of that. Are you sure? I'm not. <laughs> right now, we're here, we're now. The present is a gift. Let's use it. Let's do it. I have to, my best thing that I am trying to do is to be the best me I can, to be the best role model I can for my kids, and just to enjoy every single day because I don't know what's happening tomorrow. but you probably want to show them the, the fact that you know you can you can chase that dream even if uh, after after years yeah. and years and years you it's know you, you can still yeah, sort of sure. rekindle that thing and, and go after that right so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know I mean that's it's it's one of those things that I think for anybody who's like really artistic and also I, I kind of resonate with a lot of the stuff that you're saying too because I was actually born in USSR yeah. and I'd have piano lessons too and <laughs> I, I did them for about six years so, so you could do the accent yeah me. I, well I can well, try yeah. <laughs> my mom was telling me because uh, she used to do piano lessons too uh, her teacher yeah. would walk up with a ruler yeah. and every time she would do something wrong <laughs> just whip, it, whip her hands with the ruler we're, we're from yeah. a different yeah. This, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think we're a different generation <laughs> that 
I think we can legitimately ask what this next generation is doing yeah. because we've got our butts handed to us oh, yeah. on a regular by yeah. not just our parents, <laughs> by like random stranger. Pa. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to get haircuts and my aunt used to like, oh, a fresh haircut. Pa. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice fresh haircut. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think they'll never really experience that because it's... Yeah. It's something that, that's kind of in the past now, right? There's yeah, yeah. so many different laws, so many regulations, so many different yeah. things where <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm getting abused by my parents because they're smacking me over the head, right? It's, it's, it, 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 it was never. It's I like, got a fresh haircut. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to hear skin on skin. That's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it allowed us to, to kind of, I, I think, sort of have the best of both worlds because we, yeah. we've experienced yeah. that the past you know, generation and we're, we're, we're still in the new now. So it allows... Yeah us to kind of grow as people but I think a lot of people maybe from our generation they're kind of really hesitant towards the progression towards the new yeah and, so and, and, open to it. yeah and I, I think that a lot of them are sort of you, you can almost say that it's 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 kind of the same with like a lot of the older people when you know when they, they first brought out the tablets and like yeah. old people didn't really know how to use them and they're like oh no why would I touch that why would I play with that right mm -hmm. now it's a lot more of a common thing where it's just like people are just kind of do that that so mm -hmm. and like the you know the progression of what we've done with the phones and as to how like you, you went from those little bricks with Nokia's right to mm -hmm. something where you can essentially do all of your business just on the phone really yeah, you, you, you can manage all, all your yeah. Yeah. marketing all your social presence you can do everything in terms of communication <laughs> Did you break my mic? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There he goes again. <laughs> I didn't do it, but absolutely, yeah. How yeah. it progressed, and you have to either yeah. be accepting it or going against progress is mm. just never yeah. done anything good. Yeah. So I remember the hesitancy of going from my BlackBerry to a. A touch. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've had that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can feel it. And yeah. Now it's, it's like, yeah. why would they take my yeah. keyboard away, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to it now. No, it's 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 uh, it's kind of crazy. Do you have any other channels where you can kind of try to um, you know pursue your artistic side as well? Like, do you have, do you yeah. do anything else uh, uh, outside of music as well? I do. I do. I'm a bit of a uh, aside from sports because uh, my kids play pretty competitively. Well, they play competitive. Um, they're not. They're not going NHL or anything. But they play competitive hockey. But because they're naturally competitive kids, mm -hmm. so they're gonna go into that. But I, I, I like rounded. I was rounded. I played competitively soccer. I played hockey, tennis, golf, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I still enjoy those sports um, as much as I can. Getting old, I got injured, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, my kids, I'm active in their lives very much so. Um, but I also like to renovate. I've mm -hmm. actually flipped a condo recently. Well, not a condo building, like an apartment. I just I gutted it and did it myself. And now I'm renovating my place again. Um, so you definitely have the entrepreneurial, like, sort of like, you know, a little bit of a thing going too right with, I, with do. I yeah. do yeah like and I'm doing it myself and I think for, in order for you to sort of be a, a DJ too you kind of have to be like like that a little bit right so you have to you, you have to be able to network talk to different people and be able to reach out without being you know having any, any sort of hesitance and you almost like I think for a lot of people that are DJs they're very introverted in, in some ways because they're very into their music yes. but also you have to almost 
create this perception of a, being a very extroverted person as well when you go up on the stage right when you're playing when you're you know you're, you're putting your music out there it's almost like you have to compensate for whatever well, you're doing what, what, yeah you have to you're in your bubble up there mm-hmm. um, and the world kind of disappears and, and, and you know the people are there to listen to you and and listen to your expression mm-hmm. but again that depends on the venue that's if you're, true if you're playing uh if you're playing a wedding that's a completely different persona if you're playing uh, not that I'm doing that because I haven't done that in years. Mm. Uh, no coloring your hair blonde again. <laughs> no, 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 no bleach in your hair. No, 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 no bleach. No, well, no, no, no bleach. <laughs> Although I'm very happy to be uh, have a full head of hair at my age, so uh, I'm never going to complain about that. Um, but yeah, it's just you have to have a a, a blend of things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, not all of us are perfect entrepreneurs. Not all of us are perfect anything. Um, would I prefer to have somebody else do the marketing? Absolutely. Uh, I, I hire people to do that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I just... Well, I, th- I think it's one of those things that a lot of people, like you were saying before, they they kind of need to just realize that you should stick to the thing that you're really good at. There it is. And, yeah. you know, if you have any additional stuff that you kind of need taken care of in order for your business to be successful, mm. sometimes it's better just to, like, outsource it, really. Absolutely. And find somebody else who's better at their, at their job and can, you know, bring you to that other level yep. and help yeah. you sort of achieve those those things. Instead of you trying to kind of dabble in like a hundred different things to make your business successful. That, and yeah. that's where I was mm-hmm. when I was younger because mm-hmm. I was so determined to do it myself, stand on my own two feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it doesn't work that way. Uh, and it just takes time. It takes, uh, dare do, I do, say, do you think maturity. Was, uh, Do you think it was because of your upbringing too and stuff like that, and just probably well, because, because you wanted to kind of always be in control of everything and like just be kind of do like a DIYer as well, maybe. Well, yeah. a little bit of the upbringing, yeah. that yeah. a little bit of the well back then DJs weren't exactly mainstream, so mm-hmm. DJs were still. Yeah, what are you doing as a DJ? It was like, like it was like you're playing singer. somebody else's records. Why would you do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, right? So yeah. So yeah. and then now it's it, now when you see. These guys, you see, like guys, uh, Calvin Harris, mm-hmm. you see Tiesto, mm-hmm. um, like Dead Moss or somebody like that, right? I mean, Dead, like, well, he did, yeah. he did amazing. Yeah. Funny yeah. enough, my ex-wife knows him. She. <laughs> you know what's funny enough? I, I used to go clubbing with him. Did no, you? I, I didn't really personally know him because I had a connection with some of the people that used to go clubbing in Toronto. Yeah. And it's it's a small world. You, you just you, you run into people all the time and you meet people well, and. Here's a funny little, funny little story, um, which kind of blew my mind. Um, she, I go over to her house to get the to get my boys, and she goes, "Oh, someone I used to babysit just wanted Juno." You know. <laughs> I go, "Okay." She goes, yeah, it was just uh, little Joey Singerman. Like, little, little? <laughs> that dude, <laughs> that's Dead Mouse. Because <laughs> she's not yeah. into the t- into the yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like little Joey. <laughs> oh God, please do not sue me for that. <laughs> but yeah, just little isn't you know the little the, the little kid that she's babysitting. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's it really is such a small world. It, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna have like <laughs> I'm gonna have dead mouse on my doorstep. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> why were you, Why did you tell him that story? Why Why did you mention that? Sorry, dude. I mean, I didn't. Mean. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the 4 a.m. media and getting in trouble for stuff. So <laughs> let's talk about maybe just some of the, like the the bad rep that maybe the industry mm -hmm. sort of gets to with. Uh, like let's not go into like too deep because it's it kind of gets political with you know the drugs and everything else but mm. I, I think it's obviously one of those things that's still present to some extent and i i think that it kind of feeds into some of the things but i think it also allows some people to kind of experience music in a different way too sure and uh, i think that it kind of as much as people want to deny it i think it kind of goes hand in hand with with that industry as well and i think that it, it takes a toll on some of the djs as well because they they get into substance abuse, right? And well, look at each. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's an actual thing that affects people, and yeah. just kind of keep you know sweeping it under the rug. It's 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 not really a thing that you know. Well, you know, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the type of person who says that they never experimented because mm -hmm. um, people and and people people do those things for various reasons mm -hmm. they all have their own reasons some could be for enjoying the music just mm -hmm. enhancing it some could be uh simply to try it mm -hmm. others could be escaping mm -hmm. um there there there's it is politicized it's it, it's it's um it's a big issue um suffice it to say yes it's part of the scene uh, the only thing that i would personally advise mm -hmm. just be careful when you do it, uh, if and when, um, be with be with people that are safe, and um, if you're feeling out of control, go to someone who's safe. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's always going to uh, it's always going to be there. It's not it's not like it's going to go away. Um, I I don't really know how to. I, I think it's it, really. it's one of those things that sort of single dot and makes look really bad, but in reality, I mean. You look at so many people nowadays that are on prescription medication, and, and to some extent, it's almost like, well, it it kind of affects you as a person too, and your personality and the things that you do as, as a person too, and yeah, and, and like mm -hmm. you know. But I think it comes down to how and why, the how and the why. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So why is someone using the drugs? Well, are they doing it to escape? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they doing it because there's some really bad stuff happening? in their personal lives and yep. this is their escape mm -hmm. uh, are they doing it to just enhance the experience um, you can very easily do some mild stuff uh, you know natural products is that the best way to not call the drugs what they are uh, a bit more of the natural stuff and really trip out and, mm -hmm. and, and enjoy mm -hmm. like the you know the little brownies the legal stuff now yeah you mm -hmm. can do the legal stuff now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and just to kind of have a nice little enhanced buzz it's almost like watching a movie in 3d really mm -hmm. exactly um, for those who don't do any of those um, or you can get into the harder stuff now the harder stuff I've there's a, a big resurgence of it now. Mm -hmm. Stuff that I never even thought would mm -hmm. be coming back. And uh, Well, everything's coming back. Like the 90s style is coming the back. 90s the 80s style. The yeah. 80s styles that were back maybe five years ago, right? It's just yeah. everything that's new is, you know, the, the good, good old, like forgotten stuff, right? That exactly. Just, that's exactly. coming that's coming about, right? So it's... Mm. So for the record, I don't do anything. Um, I haven't uh, in a while. Um, I don't. I personally don't 
Um, uh, I don't judge people who do. Um, I don't judge people at all, really, except for bad drivers. Oh. 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 The struggle is real. The struggle. Oh. And and I'm not saying any particular race, religion, or anything's bad driver. It's just mm. bad drivers in general because they come in all shapes and sizes. You starting to sound like your dad now, man. No, I'm just someone who drives the Toronto roads, and, and, and wow, wow, wow. I was looking at statistics. I think they say on average. Um, it takes a, an average Torontonian, I think, to get to their place of work, like I think, I think like 35 minutes. Mm. But that, that's I, a I, good day. Yeah, that's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good day. Um, my drive here was an hour, but it could have been less because it's just traffic. Yeah, of course. Mm. I, but it's just the infrastructure that, uh, that they built in the, what, 60s mm. that hasn't really been really updated to accommodate whatever, you know, the volume that we have now, right? So yeah. that's a whole other story. Uh, there's another thing too that I think uh, worth mentioning too is, you know, like the health hazards of of DJing as well, right? If you're constantly traveling and you're not really taking care of yourself, you're not eating properly. Long hours. Or, uh, yeah, and yeah. then if you look at somebody like maybe like Sasha, right? Like when he took a like hiatus on, just like you know going off going off just to make sure that his hearing was still there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like he, he took a break from that. I mean, that, that that's one some of the things that I think that. You know, if you're getting into the industry, you gotta be cognizant. Get, of yeah, yeah, just yeah. just keep it in mind as well. I think and be aware of those things. I mean, and for sure, I think that you know having those people that are there with you yep. and ensuring that you have you know friends with you. But the thing is, with a lot of DJs, they they just they're loners, right? In yeah. a lot of the ways too, <laughs> they they travel on their own. So a lot of the times, I think there's probably a lot of issues like depression and like whatever else. And well, the, 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 the fact the fact that they dabble yeah. dabble in drugs and they're constantly exposed yeah. to you know fast food and like whatever else you just need, you need to really take care of yourself as you get Absolutely. older and especially if you want to be have a successful career that's one of the things that you really need to like kind of watch out for and to always keep in mind as well right so I agree because yeah. uh, when I was younger I wasn't as fit as I am now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it takes them the maturity of mind to get yourself into a workout routine mm -hmm. and you and even when you break from the workout routine you still have to maintain it maintain healthy food choices now mind you I will gladly take a bag of chips all dressed chips <laughs> and I will smash that thing in a day it's, it's a very Canadian thing actually right all dressed yeah. it's only really available in Canada right yeah. just like yeah. ketchup chips ketchup, chips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. ketchup uh, Doritos are pretty good too <laughs> I don't know what this ketchup thing is but then again in Europe they do mayo yep. like mayo and yeah. fries and yeah Sorry to my European, <laughs> but <laughs> the, the funniest thing I saw in Netherlands when I, I went there for a year to study in at, at, at the university, and it was like mayo was common with, with fries, right? Yeah, and yeah. Where everywhere you go, and I went to a grocery store. I was looking for some mayo, and one of the packages I saw it said the real American fry sauce. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I look at it, it just says mayo. And I'm like, uh, so they market it as, as like an almost like an American thing. Meanwhile, it's it's a really European thing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all ketchup. <laughs> well, the French fries yeah. too, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 That's the, true. And when they changed it in the States, remember Freedom Fries? I remember Freedom Fries. <laughs> <laughs> People do silly things. No, it's, it's yeah, I, yeah, I think that's... Um, there was definitely a lot of influence coming from Europe for uh, for a lot of the industry as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think that there was a lot of roots that were coming from Detroit and Chicago and yes. New York scenes, and mm. I, I think it's it's become very globalized now and it's it's changing. It's definitely 
you know, the fact that we have internet is, is kind of allowed a lot of people to experience. Yeah, taste. yeah, and yeah. Um, um, I, you know, I, it, it's amazing that um, you've had that. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I, I won't feel bad for using this word, but I think you're having that renaissance again with with you know your career re researching, it, you know, and going back into that. I think that, that that's that's awesome, but um, I, I think that's you know you're definitely going to make it and you obviously you know have a wiser head on your, on your shoulders and you're able to utilize that for your own benefit and you know pursuing this 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 thing and you obviously have the a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit too and mm -hmm. the ability to kind of go forward with you know achieving these things and the fact that you have the talent to to you know utilize that too is it's one of those things that will be beneficial in, in this career and i so. I, I think that it's uh, was yeah, it's in, in a sense maybe like like I was saying, I think it's better maybe because you're older because it allows you sort of to step back and kind of take a look at, at life, yeah, and different perspective. But I just I, I kind of want to get the message across to the younger generation of my you know my dabble and consider getting into this industry to realize that it's not it's, it, it's a business too, right? It so the, it's <laughs> it's not just you going out and partying every single day and you know hooking up and like you know playing clubs and it, there is uh, some of it, uh, that aspect to it as well yeah but i think that you kind of need to realize that in order for you to make it you know successful unless you're have some other side gigs on the side it's it, it's hard to, to make it in this industry especially now yeah. with the, you know the amount of djs that are out there the amount of production that's out there the, the amount of talent that's out there yeah. and you have to really make yourself stand out and you know have some sort of a unique aspect to you as well but also be able to kind of blur that line between the artistic ability of you trying to create something but also being able to to sell that to somebody else right Absolutely. and, and getting, getting somebody else to buy that so um i i think that's electronic music uh, I'll, I'll call it that is here to stay and i think that it's gonna obviously continue to evolving because it's, it's always been like i've noticed it even in the last 20 years it just continuously evolves and it grows and, and changes into something else i mean there's always going to be those you know bad things that come with that but it's, it's it's one of those industries like even though everybody sort of tries to label it into d different genres yeah it's always going to evolve into something else and it's it's almost like the hackers online they like it's like yeah. the you know the fbi comes after them and they, they're on to the next thing already by the by the time that somebody uh, comes to them and it's always sort of been that that thing with the electronic music that it's always evolved into something else mm -hmm. it's always have that underground element no matter what yeah and um i don't want to say that that wasn't the case with hip-hop because I, I think that there's still some of that as well mm -hmm. but i think that's now that ever since hip-hop has overtaken rock as the most popular genre now it's kind of lost a lot of that credibility and then and i mean you well, always think, also dabbling in, in that you can probably attest to the fact that it's I, 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 maybe maybe it's just us sounding like old, but it's not the same, right? Like like it used to mm -hmm. be, and it's it's it, not the same. It's going through its own yeah. evolution, mm -hmm. um, probably similar to what the house music went through. Because mm -hmm. when I'll pull up, I you know there was a time when house and hip hop were neck and hand in yeah, hand. That, there, exactly, it wasn't. Yeah. It, I don't want to say neck and neck because there was mm -hmm. no race. Mm -hmm. There like it was hip house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all it was is just the beat and people rapping over top of it yeah. and rapping over top of it for issues, social issues of their day. Well, like Africa mm -hmm. Bombata or somebody like that, right? That, that was the the, the, oh, even, the the original like fusion, right? They were like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm talking like <laughs> Jack to the Sound, yeah. the Underground. Yeah. Like, I'm talking mm -hmm. the New York, the Detroit styles, 
uh, I have the hits of Hip House, uh, <laughs> nice. a two-pack of vinyl from the 80s. Mm. Uh, I think you should do a special episode on that. I'm going to. I have to dig them all yeah, out. You should mm. do it, definitely. It's, it's going to be an analog episode mm-hmm. uh, as best as I can. Um, and it's going to be... Uh, I just need the time. I haven't got the time right now. I'm, mm. I'm currently building my kitchen. So, <laughs> seriously. He's literally building the house. I'm literally building the house. <laughs> I've got three cabinets put together. <laughs> I actually have to run to the store uh, to exchange one of them. That's funny how it's a house DJ building a house, right? Building a house, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, like, it's just, hip-hop is doing its own evolution, and uh, uh, its path. It's, you've got some great, great talents there, too. You do, absolutely, uh, I agree. Doing some great beats, and, and uh, you know, they're playing to what appeals today mm-hmm. and to the generation so you know I see online the the mumble rap versus the old school rap mm-hmm. and the drone rap I don't, or I don't understand the it, drone rap or whatever this is called I don't, I don't get it yeah. but at the same time yeah. I do find some good tracks in there mm-hmm. so for example with trap music right mm-hmm. yeah this I, I actually listen to Italian and Latin trap Nice. Okay. I don't listen to North American trap. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that appeals to me. It's funny because because I've I've um, when I started getting into hip hop, I, I was uh, growing up in USSR. We were always influenced by a lot of foreign, uh, maybe some of the European hip hop as well. Yeah. And I was getting into like um, a lot of like French rap at the time, like MC Solar. Like I, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. No, but like he was he's, he's he used to be like huge in, in France, and now I find myself getting into a lot of. German hip hop, which it seems like the like the really hardest thing I've ever heard, like See? and like it, it's incredible. But like I, I would have never thought that I would you know be getting into something like that. But it's but I find they're raw. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're yeah. Raw and, it's and, it's almost yeah. like they they almost have like similar beginnings to what it used to be in like North America. Yeah, and they're just really doing it from the heart. Even though it, it has become commercialized too, to a lot of still extent. pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that you kind of have to. If you're really into music, you just have to look outside of your comfort zone and like Absolutely. you know explore all the other stuff that's out there. And I think that with your, you know, kind of the roots that you've had with maybe like you know where you started off with piano music, it allow you to to kind of get that classical maybe training to some extent. This you know some of that classical background as well. I try. Um, yeah. How important do you think that was in you know in your evolution of being able to produce tracks and like you know the creativity of, of it. Well, it trained my ears mm-hmm. to, to know what sound mm-hmm. kind of work. Yeah, now technology will give you the arpeggio. Yep. And, okay, you can... So basically, the software, you can you can set the chord that you want, and then as you're going through the set, you can pick and choose the notes. But you'll have that reference point as you go. Um, I find it distracting. I just kind of start going by ear mm-hmm. uh, whenever I play with it. Um that's where you know the the classical came in. The, 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 I did music theory as well, so I was you know transpositioning and writing stuff. So, mm-hmm. anyway. so I don't do that quite as much technology as far you know progress that, so I can do it live instead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's you know if my I think my particular history, call it classical music, jazz music. Hip house, hip hop, uh, R and B house, as in, in all the different forms, everything that I've experienced, 
um, I put on my sets. And it, it, when I was trying to come up with, how do I define my style? Mm -hmm. How do I do it? Uh, because I, I find there's DJs that want to be European. So they play that music mm -hmm. exactly. Well, I got to play it like this. Mm -hmm. There's DJs that want to be popular, so they got to play the popular music. Well, where am I? And I think a lot of DJs are out there like mm -hmm. that. Well, where am I? Um, only you can answer that. I can't. I can answer me. And for me, is basically it's a blend of North American, mm -hmm. European, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe some South America too, probably because South America, yeah, because like, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out of there nowadays. Yeah. Oh, amazing! A, a stuff. lot of the stuff. Miami, yeah, yeah. The Miami, uh, the kind of Latin sound stuff. Just shake your butt, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. That, so mine is this blend of of all of these sounds. And essentially, it's what moves me. So if I like it, hopefully they like it. Mm -hmm. So and it'll be minimal. It could be house. It could be I'll throw in a vocal uh, because I absolutely love some vocal house. Like if if I'm feeling emotional that day, mm -hmm. um, you will definitely hear on that set some more emotional tracks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I'm feeling <laughs> spunky, if I'm feeling frisky. Mm -hmm, um, you're going to hear those kinds of tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, except for episode 20. I'm telling you right now, episode 20 is just banger after banger after banger. <laughs> um, there, there's some kind of, I have to bring it down a sec <laughs> because some songs have to kind of slow it down. Because it's like, okay, you just had a on. lot of energy that it's day. Like, hold on. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Okay, just chill for a second. We're going to get a little boring one for a second and then right back in. I'm actually ha I'm halfway through this set and I'm like, wow. <laughs> People are, people are looking at me as I'm driving. It's like boom. I think it was a, a quote from I think Jeff Mills or somebody, one of the DJs that I heard a long time ago that, that, that sort of really stuck with me was he, he was saying that if you play a lot of the like old school music that people don't know about, and if you mix it up with the newer stuff, that's when it makes you really a DJ because it allows you to almost like fuse the you know like the the history of the music and the progression that it's, it's kind of had on yeah. Yeah. Uh, on people and it, it allows you to become grow as, as a DJ as well kind of thing right so absolutely and yeah. I, I think that that's that's sort of maybe uh, one of those tips maybe that people can take away and maybe you know utilize for, for, for themselves as well but um, absolutely um, yeah it, it's been a pleasure to have you man you want to just plug all your stuff like all this all the stuff that's coming out for your all singles, right. everything. When is it coming out? Which record labels? Sure. How, where can they buy it? How can they purchase it? Okay. You well, know, and uh, how can they support you? And then maybe we can give us uh, some of your, you know, top threes for, you know, who are the DJs that you actually still listen to, and you know, like who, you know, some of the artists that are up and coming that you actually are digging. Maybe that's outside of electronic music too, and. Oh, and maybe wow. also, talk like, about that. Maybe also like some some advice for up and coming other DJs. Okay. Maybe, maybe you know if you yeah. if you were addressing yourself and when you were eighteen right now yeah. and you're, you're able to send that message, what would you say to yourself? <laughs> Loaded question. Three things at the same time. Wow. Okay. And that's a wrap up after that. <laughs> okay, it's a wrap after this. All right. Okay. Instagram at Claudio Ferrone DJ. Now Ferrone is F E R R O N E. Funny story. It's actually a family nickname from the old country. <laughs> um, so Claudio Ferrone DJ is my Instagram. Um, same for the website. Tour House Music is my podcast. Um, dot com for all of those. Maybe I should probably spell it out. Tourhousemusic.com. I think it'll be the link will be in the bios. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll definitely post yeah, we'll it. Of course, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's how you see. Ask for it. Always ask. 
Um, like Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. <laughs> um, so my songs are coming out on Opium Music. I've got a song called Yeah Trippin'. Uh, there is the Don's EP, Don's Dub, and Don's First Time, available for free download. Uh, link is in the Instagram. Um, I have the Groove EP, um, which is Give Me, um, I, You Know, and... Oh, poor Groove EP. I forgot the third <laughs> one. Uh, those are coming out on Stereophonic. I don't have dates, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. Um, Opium just put, gave me the artwork. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a uh, April May release. Stereophonic is looking at a June release uh, for the EP. Uh, those will all be available on Spotify, on Beatport, nice. on okay. all, like across the platforms. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So those will be there. Um, I'm trying to remember what else you asked me. Uh, in terms of DJs that I'm watching, looking at, oh man, um, you know what? There's my buddies that I really enjoyed uh, listening to them play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're here in Toronto, and I'm gonna plug them. Um, you absolutely should, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> that, 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 that's what it's for. That this is your platform, right? Absolutely. This is your chance so to talk. So my, yeah. I, there's a couple guys in Toronto, Brothers of House, Corrado Q. Mm-hmm amazing set he like this guy is really good um they're starting to work with one loft uh down on college street um uh boutros was there as well they're forming up a new group i don't remember the name of it ah look it up look it up i'm looking it up quickly uh because oh well um because forgive me with stereophonics what, what, what kind of formats of music do they play they, like other it, than the release or sorry, they're, they're releasing play. a lot of uh, it's varied but the, the tech house mm-hmm. uh, house music some minimal stuff mm-hmm. uh, they're based out of Trieste in, in Italy nice. mm-hmm. um, um, Opium Music uh, is based both in New York and Naples uh, they're releasing an, another variety they're a hot and coming um, brand as well um, I have Boutros. They are. You think I would have the name of them? Do you have any up and coming gigs at all that you're playing anywhere? Like uh, Refuge is their thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing. Um, so I'm playing. My uh, my buddy is uh, F Stop Greek, which was um, Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. He's doing his going. Um, not going away. He's retiring from DJing, mm-hmm. and. Um, on Instagram at the Terry Funk, he's doing a 12-hour set. Nice. Uh, April 13th, so I'm going to open up for him uh, because goodness knows I'm not going to do a 12-hour set right now. <laughs> I've done them before. <laughs> well, what's the longest set you've ever done? Longest set I ever did. Uh, we played all day for the University of Western Ontario, uh-huh. uh, but there was three of us, so I can't remember how long it was. But it was just it was like a back-to-back thing, right? There was yeah. two or three of us back-to-back, yeah. and at that time, it was out in the open, and we were playing vinyl. And the sun coming down onto the records, the records Warp, are warping the records. Oh, oh my! <laughs> they were. We had to get umbrellas over top because it was just, just the records were like that. I'm like, you know, I don't want to lose this white label. Um, so there's a few plugs. Uh, as I said, um, my episode 21 is going to have my old DJ partner, um, DJ Dre Soul, is going to have a guest set. I'm going to start to introduce guest sets. Mm-hmm. On it, so I'll play for an hour, and then half an hour will be a guest Excellent, set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
I gotta say hi to my uh, old friend Starchild, who's still doing um, live set on uh, on uh, face on Facebook. He does his live sets every once in a while. I, the list is honestly of DJs that are I, I can, still I, I can only imagine. I mean, especially with you being like you know involved in the scene for for so long and like for example, yeah, yeah. like when I mentioned my first mixer, um, you remember a DJ Kenny Glasgow? Yeah, absolutely, of course. He's yeah. one. And he's still active. Like so, he gave me my first mixer, and I still give. Kenny Glasgow gave you your first mixer. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's the thing, and to this day, I still give him props because, and I haven't seen him in years. But at the same time, you know, I know he's still doing really good things, really successful. Uh, you know, I'm running into guys that I have DJed years ago with. Uh, they're still spinning. Why don't you reach out to them and just send them your productions? I'd be like, hey, listen, can you? I am. If you like them, like if you like it, you just you know. When, once, yeah, yeah. It's give, all, give me the it's all now. It's, this is all the stuff. That's so perfect. Now. We've caught you just at the right moment, just as <laughs> yeah. you're. Like this is all yeah. the, the the the. So to, so two three years from now, when you're playing all the big clubs around the world, you know, don't 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 forget to come back and <laughs> do, do another podcast with us. If, if, if that happens, I would gladly do it. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Gladly. If, uh, I'm knocking on wood for it all because it is a dream. No, of course. And um, uh, I, I think you just need to imagine in your head that it's going to happen. Oh, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just write it down on a piece yeah. of paper, sign off on it, mm-hmm. and just know that you know, you're headed in that direction. Again, it doesn't <laughs> look like it because I know a DJ is supposed to look, uh, you know, whatever a DJ is <laughs> supposed to look like, but this is what a DJ looks like too. So uh, we all we come in different shapes and sizes. Uh, to my younger self, uh, or to any of the guys starting out, um, take this time to find yourself, to find your brand, to find what moves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will need to create a brand. The music, there's so much music coming out. Um, remember to focus on programming it. Uh, create a path, and it'll be a path of your own self-discovery as you're doing it. Amazing. That's about it, really. Claudia, awesome. thank you so much for coming on the show did, today. Did I answer everything? Yeah, yeah, sure? it was perfect. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you want to add anything? Don't else? hurt me. Did you want? You want to add anything else? <laughs> I have no. There's so much. Yeah. It's an hour and a half of you yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I really appreciate you coming. I yeah, think thank that's. You for having um, me. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think that it's fantastic. And you know, you like I said, you, a lot of the stuff that you're doing, a lot of the memories, it kind of brought a lot of love, a lot of stuff in me as well, and I kind of mm. needed to maybe you know touch base with that as well and in a sense maybe it was it was for me but at the same time it's i think it was great to have somebody who's had the experience and the knowledge of the you know of the scene and we kind of want to you know promote and give the the opportunity to for those people to speak on our podcast as well but also Mm -hmm. you know provide them with valuable information that they can utilize themselves if they if they want to pursue pursue this career right yeah if they want to be entrepreneurial if they want to get go into the business for themselves so I think that it's great because it allowed us to, you know, bring somebody on who's had the, the knowledge and the prior experience of, of dealing with with you know with that industry to some extent, but also, you know, somebody who's who's coming about and who's going to be big soon, and I'm, I'm sure of it. And we'll see. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. well, uh, it's, it's time to do a little story update. Uh, I think on so. Instagram. I think so. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Just doing an interview right now, live. <laughs> Stacking Wisdom Podcast. Stacking Wisdom Podcast. Interviewing subscribe. Me. Subscribe. Watch like. us on uh, YouTube. You can yeah. listen to us on Spotify, mm-hmm. on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, follow Google, Google Play, uh, iTunes. 
follow both Claudio and, and Stacking Wisdom on Instagram. Yeah, well, I'm going to put the uh, links yeah. in a second under yeah. the bottom of this somehow. And an hour and a half of me talking. Can you believe that stuff? <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> so now i got to figure out how to do this. Okay, so yeah. it's going to go. Uh, so thanks again. Yeah. Thank uh, let's guys. wrap up the episode. And, no, yeah, we'll do. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll do yeah. like a couple of uh, short things for uh, for our social media too. That'd yeah, be perfect. Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that. All right. Beauty. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Claude. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Later. <laughs>